All right, guys, here it goes. Uh, My name is John Hollywood, and this is the John Hollywood Show. This is actually episode number one. Um, Through this episode, I'm going to go through my 30 for 30 experience. Uh, I'm talking about the before the run, during the run, my feelings about the run, and then, you know, what pushed me to do the run. And uh, the fact that it was way more than just a run for me. And I'm excited to get into it, so uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So I'm pretty excited to get get into this. And uh, topic number one for me would be uh, preparation for the race. Um, in order to prepare for this, uh, I started to run a little bit farther distance than I was used to. Uh, prior to really devoting myself to doing this really long run, I started doing... Uh, eight mile runs, eight, 10, 12. I think my longest was 14 miles. And uh, I had a pretty good idea on how it was going to feel and how the pace that I wanted and where I wanted my heart rate to be. Um, So when it came down to race day, uh, I would be able to kind of just stick at that pace for most of the run. Uh, whenever I started to kind of talk about a little bit more with, with random people, um, they, everybody had a hot and cold reaction to it. It was kind of funny. Um, when I would talk about it, like, Hey, yeah, my birthday, I'm going to go wake up at 1201 and, um, go run 30 miles for my birthday to kind of just push myself out of my limits. Uh, most people were like, uh, responded with a, the fuck? Really? Why? You know what people do on their birthday? They go drink. That's not drinking. Why would you do that? Or I got the, uh, on a rare occasion, I would get the, man, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. I could back that up. Like, that's awesome. That's, I, that sounds like it'd be a really good experience. Um, it was kind of a mixed reaction from a ton of different people and kind of made me a little bit more excited with the the events coming up and it was just I mean it was awesome uh I I was pretty confident in my ability uh going forward and the the my physical fitness level and where I was at and uh my mindset you know coming towards the run and going into the run and uh, I feel like the amount of traveling that I did prior to the run and my change of diet and my, uh, work ethic leading up to the run changed a little bit just because, um, it was Lydia's birthday and, uh, we ended up leaving town a little bit earlier in the month, uh, for another one of her friend's birthdays. And it, you know, we, we were kind of all over the place. Um, so my training lacked, my diet changed, my, uh, energy level was a little bit different. My mindset was, was struggling with, uh, this huge run coming up. And, uh, I've, like I said, I felt pretty confident in it, but, uh, you know, over time with, with the reactions I was getting from people and, um, my lack of professional running experience or really trained running experience, um, closer to the, the run date, my uh my insecurities were really creeping up like 
uh, oh man, you're not going to be able to do it. I don't know how you're going to do this. You've never run that far. The farthest you've run is 16 miles, this and that, you know, kind of talking myself out of it. But uh, I feel like my mindset going in was strong enough and is strong enough to um, kind of combat those negative feelings. Uh, the support that I, I got prior to the race, the random support from, um, from Lydia, from, uh, Cass, which is a really good friend of mine. And out of nowhere, uh, a new friend of mine named Zach, um, he messaged me on Instagram and, was like, hey, dude, I heard about your run from from Cass. I'm super excited about it, and I want to come out and support you that night. Um, this is going to be an awesome experience for you. I actually just did the same thing for my birthday, and he just wanted to come out and you know give me some of the, the tips and tricks and uh, supplies that he used uh, prior to his run or during his run, and pr- like just be there and support. So that was like, that was awesome. It was way out of left field and I wasn't expecting it. And I was so, you know, appreciative of the, the random support from, from him especially. And then from the, uh, from Lydia and Cass for really just being like my, my rock outside of myself being, you know, very confident. But those two, like they came, those three came through clutch for me. Um, on so leading up to you know the day of the race uh it was august 22nd uh i worked that day so i worked i was up on my feet moving around um trying to really hone in on uh what i was taking in for that that whole week like diet wise and exercise wise and kind of rest and recovery and relaxing and really letting my body um recoup prior to this major physical feat um but that day I worked and I got out of work a little bit early and came to Lydia's house and I took a nap or I ate did a little bit of like last minute grocery shopping because I was all over the place mentally super nervous really fucking anxious and I knew that this is going to be something incredibly hard, incredibly difficult, and I have no fucking clue what I'm getting into. So like the the seconds uh, started like disappearing, and the the time just kept flying by, and I knew after you know I was running around frantically trying to get last minute supplies at HEB and trying to get to to bed so I could take a solid nap, like I get a good night's sleep before I wake up at 11.30 to, uh, to get ready for this run. I had to figure out a way to slow down, to slow down my mind, slow down my body so I could lay down and really dial in the nerves and control the nerves and the excitement and the pressure and the stress and, and, you know, everything you could think of was, was really going through my brain. Uh, 
that afternoon or that evening so I could, before I could go to sleep and trying to fall asleep. And it, it was just, it was wild. Um, before I knew it, you know, my alarm was going off. It was 1130. Um, it was time to get up, time to start getting my supplies together, getting everything, you know, ready to head to the track at uh, Austin High School. Yes, I said the track. I went to Austin High School to run around the track because I knew that was going to be the most accurate way to count laps and make sure that I was getting this 30 miles in. I was going to get this shit done. I'm going to get this shit done. That was my mindset when I woke up. Like, this is safe. This is a secure area. This is uninterrupted. There might be people out there, but they're not going to take up the whole track. Um, it's 12.01 midnight. Uh, I'll be good, you know. Uh, I'm not worried about anybody interrupting me. All my supplies are going to be there. My support system is going to be there. Um, so the supplies I took with me to the track were a cooler, a few Powerades, a few uh, rehydration packets, a bunch of water, um, some snacks, sandwich, like a bunch of little, little snacky things just so when I'm running, I'm not like dying hungry. And, uh, if I need the resources, they're there and I could like, I, Oh yeah. And don't forget about the goo packets. I don't know if you've tried goo packets before, Well, this is like my second or third time using goo and that shit is gross. Uh, it works, it helps, but it tastes terrible, and it's, like, slimy, and anyways, we'll get back to the goo packets a little bit later, so, uh, we get to the track, it's me and Lydia, uh, initially, she drives me to the track, we unload the car, uh, I brought, you know, some tent chairs, um, the cooler, all the supplies in the cooler, and, you know, other you know, resources that I would possibly need, like a towel and, um, some hand wipes and, you know, stuff like that. But we get to the track, I start limbering up. I'm still like communicating with Cass and, uh, Zach to, to see, you know, where those guys are at. I know Zach initially texted me and was like, Hey, I'm going to come out at like three thirty, four o'clock in, in the morning. Uh, kind of when you're deep into it and maybe I could help you like keep your mind there, or, like push you a little bit to keep your mind there. You just help you out be there to support. We could do this, this shit together. Um, so Zach was initially coming out at three, uh, Cass was tr trying to meet me there, like at right at step off. Cause I wanted to, you know, get out there, limber up, like stretch, do some mobility work, like really slow down my heart to, to take all of this in. And, um, I'll set the atmosphere a little bit for you, but it was, you know, 11.55 uh, p.m. Uh, it's pitch black out there. There's no lights on uh, the Austin track. Uh, this track is actually located right next to Lady Bird Lake. So uh, the air temperature is perfect. Like, it hasn't been so nice outside in the middle of the summertime in a long time. And I got extremely lucky that night. Um, it's... I'm doing mobility work. I'm slowing down. The environment's like perfect. You hear the bugs, you hear the, the animals, all the creatures and stuff out there. Uh, it was just nice to, to tap into that, uh, prior to, you know, step one 
of this very long run. And I get my mobility work done. I'm still chit-chatting with Cass. Uh, I start my, my GPS on my watch and my phone at the same time prior to, to first step off. And that first step was just adrenaline. I was my, as much as I wanted to control my heart rate, my heart was like racing. Uh, it was dumping, so to speak. And it was an unreal, um, feeling at step off. Uh, so my plan for the run, um, was, I wanted to keep about a 12 minute pace for the duration of the 30 miles. And I wanted to keep my heart rate at 145 or below for the entire run. Um, Let's go back to the fact that at my first step off, my heart rate was very elevated and I was so jacked on adrenaline that my initial pace at step off was, you know, after the first, the first mile, it was a nine minute pace and I was hauling and nine minutes isn't that fast, but nine minutes for a, you know, moderately trained runner for that distance for 30 miles is pretty quick. Uh, when I continued to run around, what was I missed a pretty crucial part, and I'm, we're going to go back to that right now. My, at first step, my dog was out there with me. And my dog, Jet, means a lot to me. That's my daughter. She is a four-year-old red healer. And she, you know, wanted to run with me. So first step off, me and Jet are going around the track. Uh, she's running... She's holding up with me. She's doing her thing. She's so happy. Uh, she stays with me for about the first mile and a half. And Jet's a chunky little girl. Let's be real. She's she's fat. I love her. But she wasn't going to let Dad run by herself. And I loved it. It was so amazing. It was, you know, it's one of those things that I don't know how I forgot it to begin with. But or how I left it out, but it's there and it's very important. Uh, she stayed with me for about first mile and a half. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Lydia's hanging out. I'm still, you know, doing my thing. I'm r- running around, keeping a pretty good pace, and I'm texting back and forth with Cass, trying to figure out what Cass is. Uh, I keep running around, and I see these headlights that are parked on the outside of, uh, Austin high school, the track area kind of, she's, uh, it's a car closer to the actual high school, like in the high school parking lot. So I, you know, my thinking is it's a, probably a janitor or something like that. I'm not thinking anything other than about the race. Like my head is completely into this race and I keep going jets running with me, you know, six, six laps are down, seven laps down, eight laps down, uh, jet still, you know, keeping pace and doing her thing. Uh, my plan with the goo was to, I took one prior to running. It was one 45 minutes prior to run. And then with the snack and then, uh, during the run, it was one goo every 45 minutes until I finished the run. So, uh, I was going good. Two miles were gone. 
two and a half miles, you know, just keep going around, you know, you're real. I was really connecting with, you know, the steps and outdoors and being outdoors and uh, no music, no podcast, just hearing and enjoying the, the, you know, the moment and living in that moment. Like I started on the South side of the track and if you're running on the south side of the track towards downtown Austin, uh, there's a spectacular view of downtown Austin. And I mean, you get the lit up night, downtown Austin, like all the buildings, the skyline is just amazing. So running towards downtown Austin was great. When I hit that that uh, corner or the the turn to run away from downtown Austin, it was soaking wet. Um, and, it, you know, it's Texas summer, so it's a little bit warm outside, and the humidity on that side of the track was unreal. It was like running through steam. Um, so not only am I running away from downtown Austin now, but I'm running through steam away from downtown Austin, and, you know, in my head... As the run continued, um, I was thinking, man, like this is beautiful as I run towards downtown Austin. And then as I run away from downtown Austin, I'm like, man, this fucking sucks. This sucks so much. This is like ridiculous. And then I make that turn to run back towards downtown Austin. And it was like, man, this is beautiful. Man, this sucks. Man, this is beautiful. And over and over and over and over and over and over. So it was, it's, it's such an unreal feeling. And, uh, you, it really makes you, you know, disconnect from what you're doing and kind of focus on, you know, the moment of doing it, if that makes sense. Like, uh, so I, I kept pretty good pace, uh, for about, you know, I was going and keeping about a nine and a half minute pace for the first six, about six miles. Uh, Zach ends up showing up clutch. Uh, he texts me, he's like, Hey, I'm on my way. It's, I know it's like super early, uh, but I can't sleep and I'm ready to come out and like support you. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, so on the Zach's way out to help me, uh, to support, he was like, dude, uh, what do you need? Like, I got you. I'm coming right now. And me not remembering one crucial item, which was a cool down item was like something I didn't realize until I was already running. Um, I asked Zach to bring me out a roll of paper towels, like that's it, or some regular towels. So I could throw it in the cooler with the ice and kind of just have a wet cloth when I get overheated, you know, later on in the run. Uh, by that time, Zach, sh- Zach is on his way. And then mysteriously, Cass realizes that there's somebody running on the track and that's me of course it's me running on the track i don't know who else would be out here in the middle of the night 1201 on august 23rd it was probably 1230 by then but on august 23rd and running out here so she was like hey is that you i see moving out here i was like yeah it's me like i've been out here since 12 since the 1130 anyways back to the story back to the story we'll keep going um so, I don't know, about 10, 15 minutes after Cass realizes, after sitting in her car for, I don't know, 30 minutes, that's me running on the track. Uh, 
she shows up then Zach ends up showing up a little bit later with the paper towels and uh, I'm doing my thing Zach is uh, uh, hanging out with um, with Cass and then warming up uh, Lydia had already gone home because you know she dropped me off she was there for the first few miles and I knew that she had to work that next day so um, I wanted to make sure that you know you know she was able to to still be productive the next day uh, so Zach shows up he's warming up he's he's talking about you know running a few miles with me and um, I'm at about mile seven by the time Zach steps off with me and you know, while we're running, um, I'm still at this about, you know, 9.30, about 10 minute pace, uh, at mile seven. And when Zach steps off with me, like I am able to, you know, continue to maintain that pace. And, you know, me and him, uh, start having pretty good conversations. Like we're having, uh, normal conversations as we're running and we're having these, these conversations as if like we're sitting down um drinking a coffee or like we're sitting down having you know normal dude talks and like uh Zach this was the first time I've like actually officially officially met Zach and uh I've I've run with him at sprints and like I've met like kind of met him in passing but we've never talked and uh, the fact that he like reached out to me and uh, came out to support me in the middle of the night, not even knowing me, was huge for me. That like that made a huge impact on me, and it was such a big motivator for me. And I am like super blessed to have uh, him and the the other people that were super supportive uh, for the run to you know reach out like that and come through like that. That's like that means a ton to me and it makes me realize that I have a lot of great people in my life but we'll go back to the run um Zach stepped off about mile seven and uh he ran with me and we talked for a little while and we were able to keep a a decent pace uh up until about I think I want to say that he got out at mile 12 and a half or mile 13 this dude has been running like crazy since his birthday and he has been running like trying to dial in on uh, his running technique and uh, he's joined run clubs and uh, it, like he is an animal and the fact that he came out in the middle of the night to support me and, and run with me and talk with me and um, really figure out you know, a little bit more about me and we were able to figure out a little bit more about each other was amazing and uh at mile 13, I felt great. I mean, I, I like mile 11 through 13, I was trying to control my heart rate and monitor my heart rate and kind of really slow down my heart because you think at mile six and a half, mile seven, that's one hour. Um, at mile 12, if not a mile 11 and a half, 12, I'm at two hours. At mile 13, I'm at over two hours of running. And at mile, at over two hours of running, and my heart rate has been elevated for so long that, you know, if it's at a certain point, 
if it's too high, then my body's going to end up overworking and then it's going to start to shut down. Uh, so I'm at over two mi- two hours of running at over 13 miles ish. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like mentally, I'm still there. Um, physically, I'm still like, I'm feeling great. Uh, and as Zach leaves, it returns to, you know, the me versus me ball game. It turns into, uh, me reconnecting with the environment and reconnecting with the moment and, um, re reconnecting with like my, my toes and my heels and my, my ankles and knees and legs and, you know, kind of just feeling out everything that's going on, really feeling out like into the zone of what am I doing? Why am I doing it? This is what I'm here for. Like the enjoying the ability to be able to do this. Like this is huge. It's like, there's people out there that would wish to be able to run a mile, but I'm out here putting myself through 30 I'm putting myself through 30 miles and like for my personal enjoyment, you know, yeah, I, I was feeling great and I was feeling motivated and strong and, you know, I, I continue to push that pace and to continue to push at like a ninth, nine thirty ten 10 minute, uh, pace, uh, up until about mile 16, um, about mile 16, uh, that was my, my marker, like my mental marker where I was like, you know what, this is the longest I've ever run. 16 miles was the absolute longest I've ever run. And 16 miles was my, if you could get past 16 to 17, John, you got this shit. You got this. You are here and you're going to be able to complete this. You're over halfway done. You're almost there. Uh, that feeling was just the longest fucking mile ever. 16 to 17 was the longest fucking mile. And uh, I'm still on my cycle of goo and hydration and and getting all of like pretty much staying in the zone. And 16 and 17 goes by and then 17 goes by into 18 and about mile 18 I think honestly Cass was getting bored so she was like you know what hey I'm at a trot with you because I'm at like a trot pace by now uh over 16 to 17 I think my pace went from uh about 10 minutes it went from 10 minutes to about 14 minutes uh that 17 17th mile was about 14 minutes so she was like you know what I'll run with you, you know, we could talk, we could chit chat, blah, 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 you know, uh, she's running, meanwhile, let me remind you, Cash shows up, she's got regular shorts on, like, jean shorts, I'm pretty sure, she's got a regular t-shirt on, and she's wearing flip-flops, this girl did not expect to run with me, and she did not expect to be moving around the track like she was, but she did, and she was very selfless, selfless, and she, you know, she just went after her. She was like, hey, this, this isn't about me, this is about him, and I'm here to help him, I'm here to support him, and it, it was just crazy, but, um, Cass was joining me, I'm trotting around the track now, my big ass in the middle of the night over, uh, almost 
three hours now, close to three hours has been running. Uh, I'm trotting around, really kind of digging into this fucking long run. And uh, after 18, um, the run is really getting difficult. 19, the run's getting even harder. I'm trying to lower my heart rate. I'm having a, such a difficult time with lowering my heart rate. Um, the the mental battle really starts kicking in because my legs are hurting, my feet are hurting, my knees are hurting. My knees are super warm because I have these knee sleeves on that the, the first time that I've ever used these. Um, everything like my hips are feeling super warm and they're they're kind of going into pain my my feet like my soles are hurting um I don't really have shin splints I've never really had the issue with shin splints so it's more of like the just the physical pressure the amount of pressure that's in my legs that's that's like starting to get me and then like my my shoulders are hurting because of the running motion and like it was just a, a new ball game. You're entering in a new fucking ball game, and it was incredible, and I was excited about it. And uh, the miles keep getting longer. You know, 16 was hard, 17 was harder, so much harder. 18 was hard, 19 was hard. Nothing was as long as 17 though. Uh, 20 was hard, and when I hit 20, it, it turns into a uh, a run walk like a run walk so I would uh walk half of the straightaway run around the the turn until more than half of the straightaway and then I would walk for half of the straightaway run around you know it it would run I was doing a run walk so I was trying to really slow down my heart rate and that lasted for another mile mile and a half two miles by this point, I'm at, you know, 21, 21 and a half. And, you know, Cass has gone in and out with running and, like, staying with me and talking. And, you know, we we talked about everything. We talked about random shit. We talked about life and this and that and how long we've known each other. And it was just cool to, to like, reconnect and disconnect at the same time. Like, this is somebody that means a lot to me. And... This is somebody that's seen me go through a shit ton of stuff. So to see me put myself in this vulnerable position to run for this crazy distance, it was cool for her to be there and battle through that with me. Uh, I continue to go. I continue to run walk. I continue to hydrate and take these goos. And um, I... (laughs) Let me backtrack just a little bit because I missed I missed one of the 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 moments in the race that was pretty funny to me, but uh, it was a mess. Um, I think I was in the middle of running with Zach, and I stopped to get a goo. And if you've had a goo packet before, um, they're like really it's almost like muddy, um, slimy, so. I was in such a delusional state that uh, I opened up the goo packet and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink it yet. I'll drink it in a little bit. So I forgot that I opened it and then I put it in my pocket. And I bet you can imagine how that ended up. 
I had goo all over my fucking pocket, inside my pants now, like, on my fucking compression pants, yeah, it was just a mess, it was everywhere, and I was, I had nothing to do with it, I had no, nothing to do for it, and, you know, mid-delusional run, it's, it doesn't matter, that's the least of my concerns right now, but we'll go back to, back to what we were talking about, so, I'm at mile 21, 22, um, I'm really fucking hurting now, uh, I'm really concerned about my heart rate, because I cannot get my heart rate down, I cannot get it below, uh, 150, uh, for the, most of the race so far, it's been over 175, I'm at 21 miles, my heart rate has been over 175 for almost four hours now, four hours, that's a long time for your heart to be that elevated, and I was feeling it, and, uh, my, everything starts hurting, and uh, I'm in this alone again. I'm running, run walking alone again. And my my stomach feels like it's going to explode. My legs are hurting. My feet are hurting. The top of my head is hurting. Why the fuck is the top of my head hurting? Like my ears, my my mouth is is going through some shit. Like it was a mess, but it was pushing through that, pushing through the pain, pushing through the the physical limitations that um, really were trying to tell myself to stop. Telling myself, this pain is too much. You can't do this, John. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not a runner. Blah, 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 blah. No. Keep fucking going. Keep fucking going. That was my mindset. You're not done yet, John. You're almost there, John. And I got to the point where I was counting laps in my head this is one this is one this is one this is two this is two this is two and continuing to move and continuing one step forward one step forward one more step john one more step like the self-talk was in there the motivation was in there the my body was there like i was there and the whole time i'm sitting there you know searching for this you know this failure, this, this feeling of, you know, what am I, what am I doing out here? What, what am I trying to find? Why am I here? Why am I doing this? What is my why? And, you know, we'll get back to this, but you know, that, that in itself is what pushed me to continue moving, to continue working, to uh, really hone in on what's happening and what is what I what is my purpose and why I'm doing this to myself. And um, twenty three and twenty four go by, and uh, or twenty twenty two and twenty three go by, and by that time, like my body is completely shutting down. Um, twenty three point five hits. It was probably 23.2 hits. And my body is hurting. And my vision is leaving. And what I mean, my vision is leaving like I'm spotting. And you know that feeling when you get, when you look in like a candle or you look in the sun. You'd say, let's say you look in the sun. And 
while you're looking in the sun and you blink your eyes, you're, when you open up your eyes again and look away, you see spotting. Uh, when I got to that point of exhaustion and I started spotting, um, it started to scare me. Uh, I couldn't see, you know, 10 feet in front of me. I couldn't see five feet in front of me. Uh, my, my legs were giving out. My uh, anxiousness was increasing and I was incredibly afraid. And, you know, I kept going, I kept working, kept working through it. And I knew I wasn't going to quit. There was no fucking quit. I'm not quitting this shit, but I couldn't see. And I, I got to 23.7, which was almost back to where my chairs were set up, where like my camp was set up. Um, and I fell out, like I fell on the ground and I couldn't get up. Uh, at that same time, Lydia had just pulled back up and she had just pulled in and was here to help, to, to finish with me. And she wanted to run the last miles with me. Uh, but I had nothing left. I had nothing. And I couldn't see, I couldn't move. I was in such pain that I had never felt before. And the amount of frustration and disappointment and everything just started to set in. Um, it's 4.30 a.m. by now. It's 4.30 in the morning. Four and a half hours of running. 23.7 miles. And I'm fucking dying. Um, I get up enough strength to get into um, one of my chairs that are out there and I'm sitting in my chair like I can't I can't I, I failed I, I failed everybody that I told about this I failed everybody that I was like yeah no 30 miles is nothing you know I was talking to all this game and I fucking failed and uh both Cass and Lydia were like, just take a second, relax, we'll, you know, we'll continue on, you got this, like, you're almost there, well, you're not quitting yet, uh, I, I probably take 10, 15 minutes, and I try and, like, slow down, really get back into the, the groove of it, get back into the vibe, and it, it's a different feeling, once you're stopped, and you know you're stopped, and you need to get up and get the fuck back into it. Uh, it's impossible. It feels like it's impossible. Uh, I got up after 15 minutes. Um, I started walking again, barely. Uh, both of them were like, hey, we could carry you. We could, you could just use our shoulders. Like, we'll get this done. We're going to get this done. Uh, the spotting was still so bad that I couldn't see. Like, um, I start to walk around the track, uh, I try to start running at one of the turns. Um, I almost eat shit. Like, I almost fall over. I'm sure it would have been funny for them to watch this this big big dude just fucking tumble over like a tree. But I know that they both care, care for me and they don't want me to get hurt. Um, so they would have laughed and then they probably would have helped me up. Maybe. Um, so I make it around the track one more time. Um, I hit, by the time I get back to the chairs, I hit 24.2. Uh, 24.2 was my number. Uh, 
24.2 was the distance that I got from my dirty 30 run. Uh, when I initially uh, finished and, you know, let the the end be the end, I took off my shoes. I'm sitting there dying physically in this chair, take off my shoes, take off my socks. Um, Lydia goes to the car and comes back and she brings me, um, she brings me a donut. So something for me that's special for me, that's been a tradition in my family forever has been birthday donuts. She surprises me and lights a candle for a birthday donut after my dirty 30 attempt and I lose it and I'm physically exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. I'm in a place of like no fucking return. Like I'm so exhausted, disappointed, like grateful. And like the, the amount of emotions going through me at that time were just unreal. And uh, there's a video of me that Cass took of this whole thing happening. And, uh, you can, you can look at me and I'm fucking dead. Like right now, just remembering that moment, like I'm fucking, I'm tearing up right now. It's, uh, anyways, I have very special people in my life and they have, I am very lucky and very grateful for where I am and who I have in my life. But, uh, we do that. And then I fucking crawl my ass to the car after cleaning up the, the camp. And when I get to the car, as we're loading up the car, I see fucking huge balloons in Lydia's car because she's going to drive me home. And it's a big-ass 30 balloon in her car. And it's like, it's the stuff I never would have expected and never... Uh, it was just, uh, it was a feeling of I was so dead and the, uh, the little things meant so much. And uh, I, we go we go back to the house and... She's got to go to bed because uh, she's got work. But uh, she goes and does something. I get in the shower. I'm like sitting in the fucking in the cold shower, just trying to slow the fuck down, uh, trying to really embrace the fact that my non-training self just ran twenty-four point two miles and. It was incredible and took a cold shower for fuck it. It was probably 20 minutes. Uh, I was in so much pain still. And uh, I think Lydia offers me some, uh, some ibuprofen or Tylenol or something before I, I go to bed. And I'm like, no, I've earned this pain and I want to enjoy this pain because I know what I fucking just went through. And it might sound a little intense there, but like I, I want to really embrace the amount of punishment that I just went through and enjoyed. And it was part of the moment and living in that moment. And I wanted nothing to interrupt that. Um, my That next morning, I woke up and I went to Generator Athlete Lab. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been there yet. Generator Athlete Lab has the uh, UV sauna. It's got a hot pool, a cold pool, and it has like compression suits and massage therapy and the vibrating plate, and it's got so much stuff. 
So that next day, uh, I take an Uber to the Generator Athlete Lab, and I, my non barely being able to walk ass, had to go up some stairs to get upstairs to this, uh, to the GAL lab. And it was impossible to get up the stairs and I felt like I could barely walk. But I went in there and I started, I went through the, the first initial tour and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm pretty, you know, warmed up still. Uh, I think I'm just going to get into the hot pool and go do the cold pool, hot pool cycle since I was very dehydrated from that night before. Uh, I went through the whole cycle. The cool pool was incredible. The hot pool was cool. The cool pool was good. And you go through about five times. I went and did the compression pants for about 30 minutes. And then I left. When I left, I I was barely able to walk when I showed up. But when I left, I felt like a whole new human. And it was so crazy. Uh, While I was there, I met the owner. Um, she was, she was awesome too. And I talked about, you know, why I'm here and what got me here. And everybody's response was like, you did what? Um, I don't know if it's because the right off the bat, they assume with my body type that I'm not a runner. Uh, I'm a little bit too big to be a runner or I'm carrying around more muscle and fat than most runners typically do, especially long distance runners. So it like, it was just, it was more impactful than anything. It was incredible. And it was amazing to see throughout that day, the people's response and their appreciation and their like, congrats about it. Even though I didn't finish, I didn't hit my 30. I didn't hit the 30 for 30 that I was going for, I hit a number that was way more, it was way more than my, my goal or my best, my personal best before. And it like, it made me really appreciate that moment more. And the moments that I'm able to take away from that and the impact that these people had on me and the, the network and support that was there in the moment and it was so cool. And it's one of those things like for birthdays for me. Uh, birthdays have never been that crazy or that um, uh, extravagant. And um, I'm not made of money. I don't have a bunch of money. But I knew like for my 30th birthday, I'm going to remember this run my entire life. I'm going to remember this experience my entire life. And I'm going to remember the the, the pain and the, the suffering and the, the sacrifice and the dehydration and the, the public support and the public debt, like doubt of me, the people that like, you're fucking crazy. I don't know why you're doing that. You're stupid. You're not going to, you're not going to pass. You're not going to achieve this. You're not going to hit this. Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself through that? You know, the, the negative input on it. But for me, it was incredible. And for me, it meant more than anything. And for me, it's better than any trophy, any gift, nothing like nothing could amount to the the experience that I went through that night. And I cannot wait to do it all over again. And I know for a fact, like that 30 for 30 is going to happen. Um, 30 for 30 is going to I'm going to hit 30 miles. 
I need to train. I need to do more research. I need to figure out my breathing and my heart rate. And it might not come with the amount of support that was there, but that's part of the challenge is really dialing into my experience and dialing into my mind and my suffering and my willingness and ability and the the pain and just really taking advantage of the opportunity at hand. And I'm excited for it to happen. I'm excited for you guys to listen to my story. Uh, I'm sorry if I did a lot of rambling, but... Um, you know, that was it. That was my my experience with the 30 for 30 run. And I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. Um, until the next time, please let me know your, you know, your input or if you liked it, if you hated it. And, you know, this is my first time. This is my first episode. There's many more episodes to come. I'm excited to get this thing going and keeping going. And uh, God bless. And... You know, if you find yourself in a place where you're comfortable, figure the fuck out a way to get out of that. Because the more you become uncomfortable, the more you're going to find the shit that you want. And the stuff that you want is not going to come easy. So just think about that until next time. Peace.